Today is Wednesday, February 14th. My name is Dale and I thank you for joining with us today. Today is a unique day because in this specific 24-hour period of time for this year, 2024, there are two distinct focuses on the 14th. One probably comes to your mind quicker than the other as it has found its way to the forefront of our consciousness. For sure, Costco and commercials. Though the stories of the origin of Valentine's Day vary, they mostly consist of a martyred life, responses of devotion, and focused poetic words of love for another. The other thing this day holds this year is that this Wednesday marks the beginning of the season of Lent, a time of penitence, fasting, prayer, in preparation for the great feast of the resurrection. We know this day as Ash Wednesday. The season of Lent began in the early days of the church as a preparation for those seeking to be baptized at the Easter Vigil. The 40 days referred to our Lord's time of fasting in the wilderness. And since Sundays or the Sabbath were never fast days, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of the Lenten fast. The Ash Wednesday calls for a fast, and Valentine's Day often calls for a feast. The focus of these two remembrances on this day are uniquely linked together by matters of the heart, in the mind and the soul, first to God and then to another. Thomas Merton wrote this, even the darkest moments of the liturgy are filled with joy. And Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten fast, is a day of happiness, a Christian feast. Because when we honestly ask ourselves which person in our lives means the most to us, we often find that it is those who, instead of giving advice or solutions or cures, have chosen rather to share our pain and touch our wounds with a warm and tender hand. This seems to be a beautiful seeming together of the imagery of this day. Today could truly be a day of practicing the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God and then another as yourself. And both of these take vulnerability, they take honesty and faithfulness. Throughout the Old Testament, ashes are used as a sign of sorrow and repentance. And Christians have traditionally used ashes to indicate sorrow for their own sin. And as a reminder of that, the wages of sin is death. Like Adam and Eve, we have disobeyed and rebelled against God and are under the same judgment. Dust thou art, and unto dust you shall return. On this day, some choose to be marked on their forehead with ashes in the shape of a cross which is the ultimate act and the ultimate symbol of the highest sacrificial love and devotion. The cross also reminds us of the life that we now share in Jesus Christ. It is in this sure hope that we begin the journey of these 40 days, that by hearing and answering our Savior's call to repent, confess, and reconcile with Him and each other, so we may enter fully into the joyful celebration of his resurrection. Now, though I don't really have any advice on how to best uh, celebrate Valentine's Day, except to say if you go out the night before or after, it's way easier to get a reservation. 
But I do want to take some time to lead us through a brief liturgy of preparing our hearts on this Ash Wednesday and the days leading up to the day when we celebrate our Lord's resurrection. That day is his victory and his amazing gift of grace to us through his endless act of mercy for us. Though there are times we resist staring at the ways we have fallen short or disappointed God or one another, the act of confession, repentance, and even saying the words, I am sorry, might be the most life-giving practice we can engage in. Author John Mark Comer wrote this, Ultimately, nothing in this life apart from God can satisfy our desires. Tragically, we continue to chase after our desires nonstop. The result? A chronic state of restlessness, or worse, angst, anger, anxiety, disillusionment, depression, all of which lead to a life of hurry, a life of busyness, overload, shopping, materialism, careerism, a life of more which in turn makes us even more restless and the cycle spirals out of control. On this day, let's stop and begin something new. Let's stand up to this cycle that spirals out of control in each one of us. As we begin, pray this and ask God to help you clear your mind for the next few minutes. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please clear my mind of the things that are filling it right now. Help me to be present with you so that I can hear what you want to say to me today. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Into your presence we come, Lord, in these moments of quietness in a busy world that demands our attention. Breathe on us now that we might know your presence and your power to see this day through. Almighty God, who created us from the dust of the earth, may the ash of this Wednesday be a sign of our repentance. And may we remember that it is by your grace alone that we receive the gift eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Savior. David wrote this amazing psalm of repentance. As his sins had become public, so too his confession was public. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Create in me a pure heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. We are assured in Scripture over and over that God forgives us 
But for some reason, at the end of the day, we often expect that God is disappointed with us and will greet us with a frown. The tragedy and sadness here is that we avoid God when we are most in need of love and acceptance that only He can give. When we think God is disappointed in us, especially at those times when we are disappointed in ourselves, we fail to meet the one person, the one love, the one energy God that actually understands us, accepts us, delights in us, and is eager to smile at us. Author Henry Nouwen gives us these words to help us engage with God. Loving Savior, in your wounds and suffering, you showed us a love stronger than death. So quiet my anxiety, Lord Jesus, and give me the grace to open my heart to you. Give me your compassion for others. Let me willingly take up the burden of another person's grief and pain. Help me to love unconditionally, to give without expecting a return. Teach me to know your heart and to show your love to the world. So on this day, the day that we celebrate and hope for the love from another, may we put into first position the love we have received from the Father above. On this day, as you recognize your mortality, being made from the dust and returning to the dust, may you also exalt the immortal who now lives in you. As Paul wrote in Romans 5, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. As we end our time together today, join me in this prayer. Lord, as we look toward Easter, help us to focus on forging a deeper relationship with you. Lord, give us the strength and courage to look within ourselves to see the areas that need repairing with you, with others, and ourselves. And forgive the sins we have done against you as we forgive others of their sins against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In Jesus' name, amen.